Please join me in prayer. God of mercy, grant the word you speak this day may take your root in our hearts and bear fruit to your honor and glory. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. Psalm 119, verse 105. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God for the people of God. This is the last sermon in our sermon series, Foundations for 2023, where we've been exploring pieces to the foundation to make 2023 a good year, a year where we know that God has been with us. Um, Last week, we looked at um, peace, how to have peace when things aren't going well. Uh, The week before, we looked at praise, and before that, we looked at prayer and different types of prayers that we can pray. Not that there's any one that's better than the other, that God will hear more, but just different ways of engaging in prayer. And we started out the sermon series talking about community, being part of this or a church community. So if you've missed any of these, these are all online uh, through YouTube and uh, also uh, the sermon is, is available for audio as well. Just uh, go to our Facebook page to find those. Today, we're going to be looking at meditating on the word. But before we dig a little deeper into this, we're actually going to do a practicum. This is kind of a practicum sermon. So um, bear with me. We're going to get to that. But I want to share with some things. You know, we've been talking a lot about anxiety and, and how to deal with this, how to change our relationship with anxiety, because we all experience anxiety at one point or another, don't we? If you're not experiencing anxiety, you're in heaven. <laughs> you're dead, right? So uh, we all experience that, and, and I want to be transparent, and I want to give you Dave's top ten list. I made it up, Dave's top 10 list. Um, you, you'll never find that anywhere. This is my top 10 list of things that create anxiety for me. So creating some, some transparency and introducing you to a new practice, a new, a new thing called Dave's top 10 list, all right? So number 10, I experience anxiety when I think people don't like me. I want people to like me. So I experience anxiety when I sit and think, oh man, people don't like me. I want people to like me. Um, Number nine, I experience anxiety around severe storms, specifically tornadoes. I was traumatized as a kid uh, by getting really close to a tornado while I was in school. They ran us outside of the building to I don't know, half a mile away to a storm shelter, and there were tornadoes dropping all around us. It was traumatic for me, so I developed this fear for tornadoes. And as I grew older, I was like, you know, i got to do something about this fear. And so I learned everything I could about tornadoes, and I started chasing them until I caught one. And so now it brings me anxiety again. (laughs) (coughs) It actually caught me. Um... Uh, number nine, 
Uh, number eight, I experience anxiety when I think, some of you are going to get this, most of you probably won't, but when I think of coolers of Gatorade coming down on my head, there has been some conversation on Facebook uh, about, you know, being excited about church like you are about football and pouring Gatorade on a pastor's head, and I'm just looking at all the cords around here, and uh, yeah, I have to score a point. So the good news is I probably won't make any good points today, so I'm just setting that out there ahead of time, but I'm afraid I have a little bit of anxiety today about Gatorade. <clears throat> Number seven, I experience anxiety when I think about... Um, <laughs> When I think about someone going into my office and rearranging everything so I can't find anything. <laughs> I have everything in a place. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Now, not ironically, and you're going to call me a hypocrite. I know. Because the pastor of Denton First Cumberland Presbyterian Church, Dusty Luthy, Pastor Luthy, I'm always rearranging her office. <laughs> and I think it's funny. She's not so much about that. And, and she's collaborated with my, li- with my wife. And so when I, you know, they, we have a lot of uh, denominational meetings over there in Denton. And so whenever I'm missing for like a period of, oh, I don't know, two or three minutes, my wife's looking for me to make sure I don't rearrange Pastor Dusty's office. I told her I was going to mention this, and she, in big letters, responded in text saying, stay out of my office. Uh, number six, I experience anxiety when people who don't know me will think my Tourette's is funny and will laugh at me. It happens all the time. I, was at, I went to the drive-thru at Taco Bell and, and ordered, and I had a big twitch, and the guy started laughing at me. I'm like, you don't know me. Now, I want you to understand, you guys are my friends. We can laugh together over it, but don't laugh at me. You understand the difference? We laugh together. So, for instance... <clears throat> My wife, and she's, she's very, very energy conscious. She has figured out a way to save energy. When I'm taking a bath, she'll throw all the laundry in, and I'll just <laughs> get it all clean. <laughs> Maybe that was over the top. Can you do that, no. <laughs> I am anxious. I am anxious about all the drivers on the road with me as I'm trying to come into the office. I am anxious because mice belong outside and not in buildings. I feel the same way about cats. I know, it's my list. (laughs) These things create anxiety with me. Number three. I, cr- I, I feel anxiety when I'm cooped up in my house for longer than 24 hours at a time, and this ice storm was traumatic for me. I'm going to find a way to get out of the house. And number two, things that create anxiety within me, movies or show, shows about brain-eating fungi or bacteria that creates zombies, that, that creates anxiety with me. And the number one thing that causes me anxiety is the probability that one day I will fall into quicksand and not be able to get out. It happens all the time in the movies, right? 
Anyway, I, 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 I did this little exercise because maybe you can relate. There are anxieties that you have. Maybe some of them seem irrational, like some of mine, but some of them are really real for me, like the tornadoes, right? We all experience anxiety. So the question is, how do we change our relationship with that anxiety? I had the opportunity uh, last week to uh, go to my alma mater, Bright Divinity School, for Minister's Week and heard some tremendous speakers and some tremendous breakout sessions and all that. And I had the opportunity to hear one Nadia Boltz Weber. I don't know if you've heard of her. Incredible Lutheran pastor, theologian, best-selling author, just an incredible person. And she said something that just kind of jumped out at me because I was thinking about this sermon as as I was, and this was Thursday when I heard her preach, so I was thinking about the sermon anyway, and this, I, was, I was like, this is good. This kind of fits here. She says, um, when uh, she talked about COVID, COVID and when the world came to a stop and we were in our homes, we were forced to, to, to work from home and be in isolation and, and, and that kind of thing and, and how it has created a bit of anxiety in all of us. And she talked about the number one Google search during that time. Now, I'm taking her word for it. I don't know. I didn't check. But the number one Google search at the time that we were all in our homes was, are the birds getting louder? <laughs> because, as she says, we get so busy with all the noise of life and living we got to do this. We got to be here. We got we're always moving that we don't notice the simple things, the small things. We didn't notice the birds. And when we were still and in our homes, we noticed we noticed that the birds seemed to be getting louder. And to be clear, the birds were not getting louder. We were just paying more attention. And so that leads us into the next movement, the practicum part of what I want to accomplish here today. To be still and know that God is God. To take that stillness, that quiet, into our reading of scriptures. And I want to lead us into a, what's called a Lectio Divina, where we pray the scriptures. And so for the rest of our time here together, I would like to, uh, for us to together, in community, experience a Lectio Divina. As we enter into the season of Lent, so next week is Transfiguration Sunday, and then Lent, uh, Ash Wednesday on Wednesday, and then we enter into Lent. And I'm going to do some very specific things to help you engage with the text, and I'm going to reveal that next week because I, I want to make sure we have plenty of time to finish with this Lectio Divina. But it was just kind of, in fact, if you look in your bulletins under Googles and, and, and Notes, there's actually a, a URL where... Uh, it's to an app where you can meditate with me if, if you need some help with meditating through the scriptures. And we're going to start with a lectionary and putting those in to help you with the meditation part of that, but next week. So right now, um, I'm going to invite you. Um, we're we're going to be reading from Matthew 13, 1 through 9. And I'm going to be reading from the Common English Bible. 
So I'm, I'm going to lead you through the passage four times. We're going to read it several times. And after each reading, I'm going to leave some space. Um, not a lot of space, because we have, we have to, I want to get you all out here in time for the ball game. And so I want to get you out at least by 3.30. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but I'm, I'm going to read the scripture four times. We're going to create this space of silence as you meditate on something different each time. And I'll lead you through that. So before we begin, I want you to get yourself comfortable. Um, put your feet firmly on the ground. Maybe your hands resting on your lap. And, and prepare to receive the Holy Spirit. Take a, everybody together. Take a deep breath in. Let it out. It helps prepare our minds for the Holy Spirit. Remember that this is a meditation. Sometimes our minds will wander, and that's okay. Don't kick yourself. Just bring yourself back to the text. Let's do it one more time. Take a deep breath in. And exhale slowly. Doesn't that feel good to breathe intentionally? So as I read the passage through the first time, I want you to listen for patterns, images, and ideas. Listen as if you're listening to someone read a personal letter addressed to you. Listen for words or phrases that speak to you. Here we go. That day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down beside the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he climbed into a boat and sat down. The whole crowd was standing on the shore. He said many things to them in parables. A farmer went out to scatter seed. As he was scattering seed, some fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it. Others fell on rocky ground where the soil was shallow. They sprouted immediately because the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, it scorched the plants, and they dried up because they had no roots. The other seed fell among thorny plants. The thorny plants grew and choked them. Other seed fell on good soil and bore fruit. In one case, a yield of 100 to 1. In another case, a yield of 60 to 1. And in another case, a yield of 30 to 1. Everyone who has, he has ears should pay attention. us all to take another deep breath in and release exhale I'm going to read the passage the second time and as I read it the second time recall anything that stood out to you during the first reading is this something that you can connect with your life use your imagination to paint a middle picture of the text place yourself in the story and engage your senses what do you experience as you sit in this passage? That day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down beside the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he climbed into a boat and sat down. The whole crowd was standing on the shore. He said many things to them in parables. 
the farmer went to scatter seed. As he was scattering seed, some fell on the path, and birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where the soil was shallow. They sprouted immediately because the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, it scorched the plants, and they dried up because they had no roots. Other seed fell among thorny plants. The thorny plants grew and choked them. Other seed fell on good soil and bore fruit. In one case, a yield of 100 to 1. In another case, a yield of 60 to 1. And in another case, a yield of 30 to 1. Everyone who has ears should pay attention. Another deep breath in and exhale slowly. As I read this passage the third time, reflect on all the thoughts and feelings, actions, fears, convictions, and questions you have experienced up to this point. Offer these to God in prayer. Praise God for who God is. That day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down beside the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he climbed into a boat and sat down. The whole crowd was standing on the shore. He said many to them, many things to them in parables. A farmer went out to scatter seed, and as he was scattering seed, some fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where the soil was shallow. They sprouted immediately because the soil wasn't deep. But then the sun came up, it scorched the plants, and they dried up because they had no roots. Other seed fell among thorny plants. The thorny plants grew and choked them. Other seed fell on good soil and bore fruit. In one case, a yield of 100 to 1. In another case, a yield of 60 to 1. And in another case, a yield of 30 to 1. Everyone who has ears should pay attention. Take another deep breath in and release slowly. Exhale slowly. Feel the Holy Spirit. As I read this passage to the fourth and final time, I'm going to invite you to sit in silence in the presence of God. Be still and know that God is God. Simply sit and allow yourself to feel the presence of God and feel God's tender embrace and love. That day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down beside the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he climbed into a boat and sat down. The whole crowd was standing on the shore. He said many things to them in parables. A farmer went out to scatter seed. As he was scattering seed, some fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it. 
Other seed fell on rocky ground where the soil was shallow. They sprouted immediately because the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, it scorched the plants, and they dried up because they had no roots. Other seed fell along thorny plants. The thorny plants grew and choked them. Other seed fell on good soil and bore good fruit. In one case, a yield of 100 to 1. In another case, a yield of 60 to 1. And in another case, a yield of 30 to 1. Everyone who has ears should pay attention. One more deep breath in. Exhale slowly. As you think about your experience with God during this exercise, I'm going to invite you to ask yourself a few questions. What did you learn from or about God? What did you learn about what God thinks or wants from you? What action steps, if any, can you take out of conviction from this lesson? Since this activity was a prayer, this will take the place of the pastoral prayer. So I'll invite you to close your eyes and join me in praying the prayer that Jesus taught us together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.